Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 4, We Agnostics, on page 50, the third paragraph beginning with, On one proposition, however, we will be reading and commenting on two paragraphs, ending on page 51 with a powerful reason why one should have faith. Today's readers are Kathy F., Cecilia H., Mary B., and Lisa B. Our newcomer greeter is Shannon B. The reference number for yesterday's Sunday, June 4th, 2017's special edition meeting is 10008. 10008. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy F. to read the 12 steps of OA. Hi, this is Kathy F., compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for our knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Kathy F. I will now ask Cecilia H. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning. This is Cecilia H. I'm a compulsive overeater, grateful for my daily reprieve. The 12 Traditions. 1. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 2. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Cecilia H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you have done once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 4, We Agnostics, on page 50, the third paragraph, beginning with, on one proposition, however, 
we will be reading and commenting on two paragraphs ending on page 51 with a powerful reason why one should have faith. I will now ask Mary B. to do just that. Good morning. Good morning, Rebecca. Did you call me? I did call you, Mary B. Very loud and clear. Thank you, dear. This is Mary B. Gratefully recovered uh, for today, compulsive eater in Central California. And it is seven minutes after four, so forgive me. Um, On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believe in a power greater than himself. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, They show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. They show how the change came over them. When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. Goodness. Um, What we've been reading about the wonders of science and so forth took me back to uh, the morning when I would wake up at 5.30 in the morning in an RV park on a rainy, cold morning, get out of bed and go find a payphone so I could call my sponsor and commit my food on time. We've come a long, long way. And I think about the uh, wonderful way that we can all communicate here and um, just instant, instant communication. As soon as something comes up, there's no excuse anymore for not reaching out and getting the help that we need. But without that, there's always help. And that's that higher power that's with me. I can't talk about us. I can only talk about me and my own experience, that power that is with me always. And it's taken a long, long journey to bring me to this place. 
I, be, I look back and I try to think about what made the difference because I spent many, many years in OA and in sister programs uh, go, always uh, going back to the food. Relapse, recovery. Relapse, recovery. Sometimes I think I just got sick and tired of starting over 12 years ago. I don't know. I really can't answer that question. It seems that I was always seeking that higher power. I never labeled myself an agnostic. Um, I came in with a a very sick um, concept of God. I had to change that concept to a loving God. I had to learn to trust that higher power. And I did it at times just by turning certain areas of my life over to God, trying to hold on to another area, compartmentalizing everything. And when I would take over, things didn't go very well. One day I was convinced I cannot tell you how and I cannot tell you why. All I know for sure is that I knew that the answer for me was in these rooms, in this program. I knew that. I knew there was no other place for me to go. And so I stayed, and I kept working at it. I kept working with it. I kept doing what I was instructed to do. And one day, that power seemed to enter my life when I completely and totally let go and let God. And today, when I say I came, I came to, I came to believe and add one more, I came to know, I don't know very much. I really don't. In fact, the longer I'm here, the more I know I don't know. But I do know one thing. I do know that there is a higher power, very personal to me. And I know that my life, since I have accepted that truth for me, has changed dramatically. To have years of back-to-back abstinence, to be on maintenance for years. Um, My life (laughs) of prosperity in every area, and I think of that word prosperity as covering everything, love and joy and happiness and freedom and peace and, and, yes, financial also. Don't know where it's coming from. It's not coming from me. So stick around. If you're struggling, you will come out of it. And I think with that, I will pass. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share this morning. Thank you, Mary B., for reading the paragraphs on 50 and 51, beginning with on one proposition, however, or two paragraphs, and your beautiful share. Who would like to also share on those two paragraphs. 
Melissa I heard Green. Leah. I Madam. heard Carlin. Rita K. Madam first. Uh, Rita K. But there was Melissa C. I heard. Yeah. And I didn't F. catch the person. Craig F. There was someone before Craig F. Kim G. Kim G. Thank you. Okay, why don't we go with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of you. Matt M, Leah, I think it was S, Harlan G, Melissa C, Rita, I don't didn't get the initial, Kim G and Craig F. Matt M, go right ahead. Good morning, thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M, Compulsory from New Jersey. That says, the power greater than themselves. This power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. That's happened for me because there's so many cases where I should have been in the food or I should have been sick and dying with uh, lymphedema and cellulitis, which is very hard to cure. It's a staph infection. I do believe I know I have a higher power that's been watching out for me, even while I was in the room still sick and suffering in the rooms, and uh, that's got me to where I need to be today, and uh, I'm grateful that He's bringing people into my life that I can have in my life, good friends that I can trust, that I can talk with, and healthy healthy relationships. So I believe this is all my higher power is doing, and I'm grateful for this opportunity because I'm great. I wouldn't have had this if I was face down in the food like I was like I was in the beginning when I first came in. I'm just grateful that I'm, I'm I have the food down. I'm working the program the way it's supposed to be done through the steps, and then I have a sponsor that I can work the program with without pass. Thank you, Madam. Was it Leah S. that's next? Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Hi, Leah. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, and for, for this such a beautiful introduction. Um, my name is Leah S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. So um, these are such two powerful paragraphs such powerful ones because I find the complete program in these two paragraphs. Um, it is telling me that um, everyone, everyone, even the person that was the agnostic that I was and the cynical person that I had been had come into this program and that I was able to understand these steps that can infiltrate my life and lead my life. I'm just going to read. Um, uh, they flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take certain attitudes towards that power. And here, just here, I see steps one to three. And then to do certain simple things, to do the action. Those are steps four through nine. There has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking, and those are steps 10 through 12. And then it goes on to give me hope and give me promises and um there's just one more thing I wanted to say, that when I introduce myself, I introduce myself a recovered compulsive overeater. That doesn't mean that I don't take a, a reprieve every single day. 
every single day I do this again and again because I am in awe. And the reason I call myself a recovered compulsive overeater is because, again, I am in awe of how many miracles have happened to me, Leah, that it is possible, beginning with the fact that I used to stuff myself and I could not control, that I, it's not even about control. It's just that it's it's also that I don't even require. I don't even require. I don't even crave. I can walk through and I could never do that with the foods that I had been allergic to and um, and then so many other areas in my life. And that is because I bring my higher power into everything in my life. And when I do, I do see the miracles. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Harlan G., your turn. Good morning, Rebecca. Thank you for your service, and thank you to Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. A very, very wise man told me on a very cold day in Chicago on Lincoln Avenue, he looked me in the face and he said, the depth at which you accept the doctor's opinion will mark the urgency with which you will work the rest of the 11 steps. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, you cannot dedicate your life to working the rest of the steps until you completely immerse yourself in the belief that you are indeed powerless over food and your life is unmanageable, that at no part of, you, that no part of your life will function until you work the rest of the 11 steps as if your hair was on fire. My life didn't work. It didn't work on any level. It didn't work on the emotional, the financial. It didn't work on relationships. It didn't work on anything. And it certainly didn't work on food. Everywhere I looked in my life was utter and complete failure. To, to say that leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory, that is the understatement of the year for me. Everything in my life was utter failure. Dr. Silkworth, in the doctor's opinion, explains to me the powerless condition of mind and body over food. But he also explains to me that the failure of my human will, I lose self-confidence because my reliance upon things human is an utter failure. And as Alfred E. Smith, who ran for president, used to say, let's look at the record. The record was complete failure. And then as I started working the steps, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, everything in my life here in Scottsdale, Arizona is, is roses and lollipops. And No, it's not. But it is functional. My life today is good. My life today has faith. And there is nothing more important in my life than my faith 
in a power greater than myself. And the presence of God is today the most important fact of my life. And this program presents a powerful reason why I should have faith. And why should I have faith? Because there are multitudes of people that have walked before me that are not eating compulsively, and they are doing so happily. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Harlan G. Melissa C. Hi, good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, um, you know, what really jumped out at me this morning was um, the revolutionary change, you know, and that's the transformation. And, um, and that it happens, you know, not because we lose a lot of weight, that everything changes in our lives. Um, that's, you know, so for some of us, that's a great bonus. But um, that's not what this means. You know, my, my way of thinking has been, and my way of existing in the world, has been completely revolutionized, you know, and transformed. And it's a result of having done a few simple actions, you know, taking the steps. And, um, you know, so I'll just share it. It's Monday morning, and um, I used to be, a, a prey to misery, anxiety, um, tantrums. Monday morning meant everybody in my house caught hell because I was stressed because it was the beginning of the week and I would, you know, verbally go off on everybody that was in my way that wasn't moving quick enough or doing what I wanted. Um, and then I would get in the car and have to go through Dunkin' Donuts because I was so disgusted um, with with me and myself. And, you know, so this morning my husband says to me, um, he said um, he really didn't sleep last night. He's very anxious about his job. He's fearful he's going to lose his job. And, you know, here's where God entered my heart and my life. Um, I'm not nervous. Like, I, and I said, um, it's okay, whatever happens. Like, we'll be okay. We've gone through rough stuff before. Um, you know, the universe has a plan. If you're meant to lose your job, we'll figure it out. And, you know, and it's not a line of crap. I actually mean it. You know, and, and so it's Monday morning. Um, I'm calm. I'm peaceful. Um, you know, that's the transformation. And weight loss could never, you know, that I cannot attribute to weight loss. I can attribute it to God entering my heart and my mind and my life. Um, and rearranging me. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Rita, and I'm sorry, I didn't get your initial. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Rita Kay, and I'm a grateful composer. And, you know, what I see here is that there's, there's a cause and effect, you know, in this paragraph. Um, and the cause at the bottom of the of page 50, it talks about the, the meeting a few simple requirements. And I have written down here from, I don't know, days gone by, requirements, not suggestions. You know, that this is what they did. This is what they had to do to save their lives. And the effect being that on over on the next page, they show how the change came over them. 
and the they he's talking about isn't one person, isn't two people. He's talking about, you know, he says here are thousands of men and women. You know, so this is a lot of people who met this requirement of believing in a God, in a power greater than themselves. And as a result, they're able to show how how the change came over them. They're not just doing lip service. They're not just saying, well, maybe a change. They're actually showing how this changed. This is the result of doing the, of of meeting a few simple requirements. And uh, that's something that I'm learning, and I'm learning to listen to other people to see what's going on in their lives as a result of meeting these few simple requirements of believing in, in a power greater than themselves. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Rita K. Kim G. Good morning. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why life, why living was so unsatisfactory. You know, this, this is, tells me why it's so important that I must be abstinent to do this work. Because if I'm still in the food, I still think I'm baffled by the futility existence of life because I'm in the food. It's only when I get sober and I get introduced to the true nature of my illness. Because, see, if food and weight was really my problem, then getting abstinent would be my solution. And I don't know what kind of compulsive over you, you are, but I'm the type that when I stop eating, my problems really begin. That's when I have no buffer between me and life. Because, see, I don't have the ability to live life on life's terms. Life's terms are competition, power, property, prestige. That's untenable for a compulsive overeater of my type. And what I have to do is I have to dull all those emotions and feelings by getting into the food. So at this point in the book, we've gone through those step one chapters. We're being introduced to the idea we need a power. Well, if getting abstinent was enough for me to get happy, joyous, and free, I don't need a higher power. So leaving aside the drink question, now that I'm sober, why is life so difficult? Why is living so unsatisfactory? That's the the essence of this, this spiritual malady that I have. Because up to this point, I've only had one solution. Now, maybe one day it's a ding dong and one day it's a donut. But I've always had one solution, and that was the food. And now you've taken that away from me. What am I supposed to do now? I am baffled. And it says here, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. I remember many years in Overeaters Anonymous saying, absence is the most important thing in my life without exception. No matter what I'm not going to eat, no matter what I'm not going to eat. And if that is your solution, and if that makes you happy, joyous, and free, the rest of the book is going to be totally irrelevant to you. Today, this 12-step way of life, this power greater than myself, is my only chance of living a life which is happy, joyous, and free. It's my only chance of having that mental obsession removed so I don't have to default back to the only other solution I've ever known. So leaving aside the drink question is only possible 
once you put down the food so we can truly understand the necessity for a power greater than ourselves. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Craig S. This is Craig, recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can you hear me? I hear you, Craig S. Craig S. Um, the, uh, I, first of all, I want to apologize. I was supposed to be here either this morning, and I slept through my alarm somehow. And uh, uh, I appreciate all the texts that I got trying to remind me and wake me up. Anyway, uh, what I want to share on is uh, they found a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. Um, this happened after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requir- requirements. And uh, what I want to talk about is how I, in my my mind, my small mind, I uh, kind of misinterpreted this idea for a long time. And, and what I what I saw was that this power would flow into me and that I would be healed. He's healed. That that I would be uh, uh, that I would have power over food again, and that's not really what that says. Um, that it, it says that this power would flow into me, but it's it's God's power, and that I had to I have to meet a few simple requirements, which means to me that I have to uh, to live in my surrender. I have to live in steps ten, eleven, and twelve, which really means I have to live in the and all the steps, because they're a consolidation of the rest of the steps. I have to live in the in, in the idea that I'm powerless. Uh, I have to live in the idea that uh, my life's unmanageable by me, and uh, I have to surrender to that power daily, sometimes more often than daily. Uh, and uh, in order to have that power flow into me, uh, I have to... Uh, what I really have to do is keep my ego uh, from trying to take over. And uh, without that, without that, if my ego grows large and I begin to think that I uh, that I have power, that I've gained the power flown into me and now I have power, I, I no longer have power and I no longer uh, am able to, to maintain this uh, way of life. Anyway... Um, that that's what I wanted to share, and I appreciate everybody. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. Yes. Okay, I'm opening the floor. If anyone else would like to share on the paragraph, Katie P from Boston. Tina S. Nessa R. I heard. Nessa R. I heard. Where are we reading in the big book, please? Yeah, I was trying to let you know that in case you got on late. Page 50, two paragraphs beginning with, on one proposition, however, paragraph three. Who did I miss? I have Katie G, Tina S, and Nessa R. Carolyn S.H. Carolyn S.H. Fasa O. Fasa O. Maybe one more. I don't know if we'll have time for more. Okay. Well, why don't we just try these five and see if we have time. Katie G, Tina S, Nessa R, Carolyn S, H, and Vasa O. Katie G, please go ahead. Hi, Rebecca. May I be heard? Hello? 
You, you know what? I heard the KDG, but I couldn't get back to the button quick enough. Yes, oh, you're on. Me. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> All fine. right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rebecca, for your loving service. And KDG recovered anorexic limit compulsive overeater setting my timer. What a great meeting. And thank you for the previous speaker who talked to my, hev- my favorite line. We make heavy going of life. You know, I mean, this so stands apart, right? Like food... Um, I, I 12-stepped a, a friend of mine yesterday and um, really talked to her about food has never been my problem. It's been my solution, right? And um, and that my attitude up to today, or not up to today, but, well, yeah, like every day, like I don't get up naturally singing God in my heart. Like I frequently get up thinking, you know, thinking a little bit of nervousness and it takes you know, step 11 and prayer, getting me on the right mindset. And for me, like living was so unsatisfactory because all of my principles were based on the great KDG and her getting what she wants and her fighting, you know, her fighting you, her fighting you. I fought everyone because I believed from my heart that I had to fight to get what I needed. I had to fight what I get to get what I wanted, that, that life was this, was this super big competition, right? And thank you, God, with the help of these steps, putting down the food and, and doing searching and fearless moral inventory in, in 4 through 9, and then again living that, in that inventory in 10, 11 when I fall short, I, I have a change come over me each and every day so that when I fall short with husband, I can say, oh, yeah, KDG, you're making every going of life. Like, poor you. You have a roof over your head, food in the fridge, clothes on your back, money in the bank. You got a husband. Like, poor you. Life stinks, you know. And um, every day it reminds me that that doing the right thing for God is the most important thing because if I'm so focused on me getting what I want each and every day, there is a futility of existence. There is, there's no reason to be positive. And I don't mean to sound cliche, but AA literally stands for attitude adjustment, right? And what, what do the steps do? They uncover, discover, and discard my old ways of thinking. And, you know, as a previous speaker said, like, I cannot do the necessary work if I am not willing to 100% follow, you know, a structured way of working my, of, of, of entire abstinence and putting down other addictive substances, which for me are exercise and bulimia, like I'm not going to get a revolutionary change, you know, and how many times, you know, you ask me what time it is, I'll, I'll say, oh, life is okay, or I'll tell you how to make a clock, you know, and um, thank you, God, I get to have a revolutionary change because of my relationship with God, which continues to expand each and every day because of these steps, so I'm going to continue to walk shoulder to shoulder with all of you for one more day in total gratitude. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie G. Tina S. Thanks, Rebecca, for your service. Uh, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. What a great meeting. So grateful to be on the line. Loved all the shares. You know, I... uh, you know, it says one, on one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. You know, so I get to be among them, that they have gained access, obtained the benefit of a power greater than themselves, which has, you know, accomplished the miraculous, but the humanly impossible. How's the sugar cinnamon And, uh, you know, uh, me for one talked second. about Tina, Tina S. I'm so sorry. Katie G., you got to mute your line. Go ahead, Tina S. 
Thanks, Rebecca. Uh, you know, and it talks about the, the, the revolutionary change, you know, the simple things that they talk about are the 12 steps, you know, and then there's a radical change that comes about, the transformation, you know, and I love and most people touched on this, they found a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them, you know, it still amazes me. It still amazes me, you know, that I, how did I get here from there? You know, that I am a different person today, that I do different things today, that I think of different people today, as opposed to just being selfish and self-centered uh, one day at a time, you know, and, and, and then I love what was shared too, leaving aside the drink question for sure, for sure. You know, it was my deal with life that was the issue and, you know, and food was not the problem. It was the solution. So today I have a different solution, which is a power greater than myself. And I am so, so grateful that I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. Nessa R. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Nessa R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. You know, when I read this this particular paragraph, which is one of my favorite in the book, I, I read I read incredible promises. You know, the first promise that I read is that life will happen, and not all of it will be easy, beautiful, or pleasant. But I will not need to compulsively overeat in order to get through it. Um, you know, no matter what the circumstances are, uh, I will not have to overeat in order to cope. Uh, but that requires a transformation. It requires a transformation of thought and behavior because without that transformation, I will do what I've always done. Um, and the food has, you know, will always be my, my knee-jerk uh, solution to whatever uh, life brings. But I need that transformation. I need that transformation which, um, as has been shared before, so beautifully, abstinence alone cannot bring because abstinence alone is not teaching me a new way of processing life. You know, my thinking has to change because when I think differently, I feel differently, and I behave differently. So just abstinence doesn't teach me a new way of thinking. It is the steps um, that teach me a new way of thinking. And, of course, you know, the steps have to be worked in entire abstinence, otherwise they won't work either. Uh, And I see countless people saying, you know, well, the steps didn't work for me. Um, because they weren't abstinent while working the steps. Um, And you need both, but it is the steps that transform me. It is the steps that unblock me from the true and real solution, uh, which for me is God, um, that open me to um, a sense of ease and comfort unlike anything that I've ever felt before with the food because, you know, this is a reliable, permanent, and enduring form of sense of ease and comfort that will help me get through all of life's circumstances, no matter what they may be, no matter how difficult they may be. Um, And, uh, you know, that definitely has been my experience. Look, I know that, that Nessa today will not need to compulsively overeat. Nessa today doesn't even think about the food at all. It's not even on the radar screen. The Nessa of six years ago, oh, for sure. 
but I am a completely different person as a result of this this uh, these steps, my, my way of thinking has been revolutionized so that my first thought um, when life hits is of God and not of the fridge. And it's such a much better, much better way to, uh, to live, a much more satisfactory way to live. Um, I am I'm happy and content, even and especially when things are not perfect, uh, because life is not perfect. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Carolyn S.H. Hi, Carolyn S.H. Was I called? You were called, Carolyn. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. Can you hear me if I speak like this? I hear you just fine, Carolyn S.H. Wait. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm trying to set my timer. Um, good morning. Uh, everybody, Carolyn S.H. Uh, from Massachusetts, grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Um, so grateful to be on the line today. This is an unexpected treat for me uh, today. And um, uh, the first thing I thought of when I was able to dial in about eight minutes ago is, um, I love you people. <laughs> and and I, I felt like I had to jump in um, and speak of it. I'm going to say this about every paragraph in this chapter, that it's my favorite paragraph. Um, and uh, I'm going to say something that may have already been said this morning, so I apologize if that's true. But um, starting at, um, so here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed, they flatly declare, sorry, I mean, you know, blah, 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 that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, that steps one through three, to take a certain attitude toward that power, and to do certain simple things at steps four through nine, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking, steps 10, 11, and 12. Um, uh, And then the remaining in the face of collapse and despair, in the face of total failure of human powers, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them, and that's I was told that's a promise, right? And um, uh, and I really resonated with what others have said about like the flowing of um, a sense of direction is a constant thing. It's like in an in the moment thing, um, and I'm experiencing that um, big time with um, navigating through a current family crisis. And um, like I was just speaking with a program from this morning and we did a step 11 meditation and we're talking about what's going on and, and um, the only the only tool I have is is God like I can't there's no way I can figure out what to do the situation is so complicated and um, and I am not thinking of the food I'm not like I'm not trying to escape and um, all I'm doing in every moment is just like I feel like I, I'm just like throwing my arms wide open and in free fall. I'm like, all right, God, you got me. You got this. You got my family. And um, and things come out of my mouth that are helpful to people. It's like, oh, that's cool. Um, and it, it's, it's like it's all about um, uh, a power greater than ourselves. And um, I'm not going to be able to get to it in time, but the page that says we needed the power, here we go. We had to find a powerless by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. 
obviously, on page 45. Um, and with that, my time is up. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, Carolyn S.H. Vasa O. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And it's a great meeting. Every day it's a great meeting when I get on the meetings. Um, and I, it's by the grace of God that I'm abstinent today and recovering by going through the 12 steps. I don't take any credit. I give it all to God. And, and my program, people, and the 12 steps, and, you know, all of you. And uh, there was nothing more that I wanted than to put the food down by the time I came to the program. And uh, I just, you know, I just couldn't do it any longer. And uh, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired to put the food down by myself, by my will, by my own power. It just did not work any longer. And uh, I was ready and willing to... uh, sincerely surrender to God on my knees. And I remember saying, I can't, God, I, I, can't, I can't, you can, I will let you, I would let you. Uh, that was the time I received the connection with my higher power. I started, you know, I had a spiritual experience at that moment. And I remember thinking, though, how am I going to put my alcoholic foods down for the rest of my life? And I learned, learned from my sponsor, the 12th step me. She said, we don't have to do this for the rest of our lives. We just do it one day at a time, one meal at a time. And I remember I, when I was abstinent for one day or two days, I mean, to me, that was a miracle because I would get on my knees and I would ask God to help me with the food I think the beginning uh, of my program, I focused mostly on my abstinence. And gradually, once I started trusting God with the food, then I trusted relying on God with the rest of the steps uh, as I was going through them. And uh, again, the transformation for me happened by working the steps. But the miracle thing for me that happened, I lost the weight with six months. And to me, that was a miracle because I tried to accomplish that for 25 years of my life, and I couldn't do it. So, I mean, to me, that was the first miracle God was doing to me that I couldn't do for myself. And then, you know, again, just coming, and I was given this big book and read the doctor's opinion, and that was the key for me, to learn about the disease, to learn about the allergy, and it was just amazing. I didn't know I was food addict. I didn't know I had eating disorder. I didn't know any of this uh, this stuff. This was a new approach. I needed to set everything aside and listen, listen to the program and work the steps step the way they laid out. And I'm so grateful. I have a peaceful, joyful life today. And this time, don't, I'll wrap it up. Things are not going as good sometimes. My highest power is right there to help me with everything I'm going through, being obstinate. Thank you for letting me share that path. Mm, thank you, Vasa O. Well, this is Rebecca F., and I think we have about time for one more share, so I will just take it, and if you don't mind. 
And um, I'm noticing in the first paragraph that we read today, the word simple is mentioned twice, um, that we have to do certain simple things and meet a few simple requirements. And of course, that reminds me of uh, what a lot of us say in this program, which is that this is a simple program for complicated people. And um, yeah, that fits me to the bill. I am a complicated person. Um, you know, they're describing um, how unsatisfactory living used to be for me. You know, um, futility and um, futility of existence. That's pretty bad, and it was bad because I was so limited in my scope for my whole life until I found this work and all of you to guide me through this book. Um, I didn't even know what life had to offer because I was always looking for my next fix and then having remorse over getting it, you know, and everything that went along with that. And all I had to do were uh, certain simple things and follow a few simple requirements and lo and behold um, all these promises have come and continue to come true for me it's it's a miracle and who knew it was simple I tried so many complicated solutions to my problem and none of them worked they just gave me more uncomfortability so, and I also want to say that I got so much out of today's meeting um, discussing what it means by leaving aside the drink question. I didn't have any notes on that before, and now I get that, um, you know, we're talking about how, you know, once we're abstinent, when food was our problem, um, if, if food was our problem, I mean, if that was the only problem I had and I became abstinent, which I did, then life should have gotten much better. And that wasn't the solution. That was just clearing the channel so that the solution could come in and I could meet these few simple requirements. So thank you so much for shedding such wonderful light on, uh, on these words and bringing them to life for all of us, all of those who shared. And with that, I'll pass, and we will transition into the closing of our meeting. So thank you, everyone, as I said, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. It is a great joy, and it makes the meeting so much richer for me. So um, I get as much out of it, if not more, than what I put into it, and I invite you all to uh, step up. The reference number for this meeting, Monday, June 5th, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is, get this, 10010. That's 10010. The numbers are really getting up there. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, 
Will Lisa B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be a suggestive. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.